Hello. We have an extra special episode. This is a collaboration between the Critical Truth Project and Living Brightly podcast with Elaine. Elaine, do you want to introduce yourself and your podcast? Well, hello, guys. (laughs) This is going to be very unique. I have been wanting to do interviews, and this is an opportunity to have a Brit and an American sit down and talk about what's different between our two countries and what this looks like. So enjoy this. This is going to be fun. Excellent. So what do you have in front of you? So I have in front of me, I have your passport actually. Yes. And, and you gave this to me because it's, it's different than the passport that I have for my own country. And it's quite British. (laughs) (laughs) It's a British passport. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to read, if you look inside the front cover of your American passport it says the, um, oh, does the Star Spangled Banner yet wave over the land of the free and the home of the brave? Okay. And it's written in very early American script with a picture of a, a man looking out over the, I don't know, looks like the sea or something. The British passport, on the other hand, has the seal at the top and a very long, older building. And it says... Her British, her Britannic, little oh boy, her Britannic Majesty, Secretary of State, requests and requires in the name of Her Majesty and those whom it may concern to allow the bearer to pass freely without let or hindrance and to afford the bearer such assistance and protection as may be necessary. And I read that and I said, that's very British. <laughs> That's the most British thing your mouth has ever said. <laughs> and I stumbled over it because, you know, there are people that in, 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 my, in my circle, it's like, oh, you read the King James. Oh, my gosh, that's so hard to read. And I read this and I go, they read it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like normal for you. It's totally not normal for us. <laughs> but I noticed one of the things I noticed was it's, in the name of Her Majesty. So, will you have to get a new passport? I will. Yes, everyone in England will be that will have to change. Um, well, first of all, that's that's an old passport because it's a European European Union yes. passport. Um, the new passports are black in color. The, um, uh, the not the burgundy that you have in your hand. Okay. Um, uh, so it's actually gone back to the original color, which was which was black. Um, before going to Burgundy for the European Union. Um, So that passport is going to change. It will have to have, you know, uh, uh, by His Majesty the King Charles uh, III, uh, allow, you know, (laughs) the bearer of this passport. (laughs) Fluffy, fluffy, fluffy. (laughs) Right, right. Well, it'll be interesting to see if and how that that phraseology changes, you know, if they just make it... um, her to him and yeah and, and call it a day um is he a him anyway no, no mm. we're not going there no uh, <laughs> but there's a little more different between the united states and britain than just our passports oh yes and it's and it's fascinating there is so much difference and there's so little difference and that seems odd to say um and if I could teleport you to, to England for a couple of weeks, which I'd really like to do. Oh, that would be fabulous. <laughs> um, I mean, you'd, you'd, see, 
you'd see the uniqueness and you'd see the similarities. I mean, I mean, I, I think I'm just about to tell you that ice is cold and fire is hot, but we both speak the same language. Right. <laughs> yes, uh, but, but you wear a jumper and I wear a sweater. sweater. <laughs> um, and it's and it's those odd little um, it's those odd little differences um, that are hard to define and hard to explain. But I'm going to because obviously this is what the podcast is about. Right. Right. Um, but at the same time, are v- very similar. Um, and honestly, I've been walking around London and, you know, having conversations with strangers, which is another, another British thing that ha- is, you know, yes, yeah. strangers have conversations. Right, right. Um, in a sort of a uh, most really charming way. And uh, I have met so many Americans. Uh, I mean, this was before I before America was even on my, my life roadmap, before uh-huh. America even existed as a, as a thing, as an idea, as a notion that I would even be sat here in America. Right, right. Of, I met so many Americans who had travelled to England and fallen in love and just said, I'm, I'm never leaving. Okay, okay. Now, I know I, I flew through... England on my way to France and I spent some time in France and so I'm going to ask you when I went to France one of the things that I thought was very unique and and you kind of alluded to this was why I'm going to ask this question we went into a a pub a small now in America we have restaurants and we have bars and then you have these kind of sport bar things but this Mm. was like a downtown restaurant eatery that also happened to have a bar in it. And it didn't feel like an American bar, yeah. but called a pub anyway. And and we went there for lunch and there were not the small tables like you see in the United States. There were several tables altogether. And mm. I think the table sat like 10 people mm. and there were like four of those. Yes. And you just sat wherever and you chatted with whoever was there. Yes. And it was fabulous. It was so... Cool. It was so different than, you know, in America, we want our own little table. We want our own little discussion and you want our own little people. And we don't even want somebody to take that fourth chair that we're not using because, mm. you know, it belongs to our table. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so there's a, there's a sort of a reason for that. And, it, and, and it's a reason that as an American, you may not go, oh, oh, okay. I get it now. I'm gonna, uh, okay. So England is smaller. Yes. I, I mean, I can fit England like two, two and a half times into Texas alone. Right. <laughs> the whole country. The whole country <laughs> into Texas twice and then a little bit more. Right, right. Um, so England is about the size. Uh, so from top to bottom, it's about the distance of Ohio, which is where we're sat today. So okay. if you go from Cleveland to Cincinnati, you've, Driven about the same from the top of England to the bottom of England. Okay. All right. Um, It's like 65 million people. So that's... um, Well, Ohio has 11 million people. So that is extremely more densely populated. Yes. Than what we are here in Ohio. And Ohio is more densely populated than almost all the states in the West, except California. Okay. So that population density, it would be very different for us. But I know 
Um, they have very large cities, but they still have like the farmland. It's it's almost like what we think of when we watch an older movie where you've got this this city where there's all this activity and all this hustle bustle, and then there's farmland between here and the next city. Absolutely. So you've got so you said eleven million in Ohio. Yes. All right. So we've got sixty five million. So it's five times six times the population of Ohio into about the same space as Ohio. Right. Right. All right. So I'm getting to my point. I promise I'm getting to my point. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> uh, so England houses are smaller. Okay. Right. So they're living rooms. The the rooms that you you have your you have your kitchen which is obviously smaller. But the room that you socialize in mm-hmm. with your family and your pets mm-hmm. and your children is is just not as large as my house here in America. And I've been to your house. I've uh-huh. seen your house. It's not as large as your house right. in a in here in, in America, in Ohio. And I've been to other people's houses in, mm-hmm. in America. I, admittedly, I've never been to a house in Los Angeles. I've never been to a house in, in New York yet. Um, oh, sorry, Manhattan, New York, right. New right. York City. <laughs> right. um, but houses in, in America are large. So therefore, the living room, the space where you, you relax, you unwind is just physically larger right in america right and by difference it's smaller in england okay so pubs exist as a meeting space it's almost as a communal living room oh okay that's a good way to look at it yeah and that is so different to how we do things here yes you know we would we would prefer and you know, you have homes that are close to 3,000 square feet in the United States of America, and you might have three people living in it. Mm. That's, you know, a thousand square foot per person. And that doesn't count the basement or the garage or any of those other areas, because that's living space, 3,000 square feet. Yes. It, and I, and we're guilty of it. My house, we have three people. We have four televisions. Yeah. You know? <laughs> now, I do have seven children, so we're just down to three. We're in the process of downsizing. But- we do have a fairly large um, kitchen, dining room, and a, a separate living room. Mm. And, and in my house, I have a family room and a living room. So we have two of those spaces. I can comfortably put 50 people in my house yeah. if, if I wanted to allow them to meander wherever. Yes. You know? <laughs> and yeah. and it's, it's, it's not a problem to have 15, 20 people. It sounds like that would be a bit of a stretch. It would. Yes, yes. And... If your, you know, the love of your life, your 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 wife, your husband is annoying you, mm-hmm. you can walk to another room and yes. and get away from them for ten minutes, twelve minutes, however many, you know, right, right. Just, just enough to sort of you know take the pressure off and go, uh, you know, find refind your center, walk back into the room and say, ah, you know, actually, I really do love you. <laughs> right, right. Um, but in a, in an English house, it's smaller. Uh-huh. So yes, you can walk into another room, but the 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 difference in space is not the same. Uh-huh. So the the pub it also exists of 
I'm just, I, I, I need 20 minutes. I need an hour away from, you know, the screaming children or the clutter in the house right. that, you know. So, the, the, you know, the stay-at-home mom, the husband walks in the door. She says, hi, honey, I'm, hidden, I'm heading down to the pub for a pint. Yes. I'll see you in an hour. I'll see you in an hour. The children <laughs> are yours. Have fun. <laughs> exactly. I got it. I got yes. it. Now, comparing the British home, the, the, the home that you would have in England, hmm. compared to, let's say, Buckingham Palace. Does the Queen have enough room to get away? Or, you know? Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, I, I think she has a completely a, a, a room set aside for her third triage pony. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> it's a type of... <laughs> it's where the, the, the horses sort of walk with sort of an odd sort of footstep and then, okay. you know, they sort of go, I'm, I'm doing this. Sorry, this is radio. I know. <laughs> my hands are... I'm doing my hands and just... just kind of special kind of prancing pony. Pr- a prancing pony. Okay. A prancing pony. Yeah, and it's called... Tri- you know, um, yeah. Um, so I think the difference... So the difference is, is that... Um, so you have a you have a separate washer and dryer. Uh-huh. Um something that is very uh, very popular in England is the washer and the dryer are the same machine. Okay. And we do have those that we call them over unders or something, I don't know. Yes, but even then is you take the in yours, you take the wet clothes out of one machine. Yes. And physically maneuver them into another machine that is the drying machine. Yes. yes. So in England, you, you you can buy a washer and dryer that is the separate, but most people don't. The, the washer and the dryer is the same physical device. You, wow! You put the clothes in in one. You push a button, and it says, "I'm I'm washing your clothes," and then it stops. And then you come and push another button, and it says, "I'm now drying." And and, some, and the really clever ones, you don't. You just push one button, it washes and then dries. You don't take them out and put them back in again. It's the same machine. Wow. Okay. Now I might like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie, because as my listeners can attest, we have all left a load of wash in the washing machine for too long. (laughs) So the idea of it washing and drying on command, just push a button and let it do its thing. Yeah, uh, that's brilliant. <laughs> that is brilliant. I, I might import one of those. <laughs> <laughs> but that's um, that's me. But that machine exists out of necessity, not out of well, invention. Because of space. Because of space. Yes. Exactly. And when I went to France, the the homes that I went into, they had what we would call a a dorm fridge. Yeah. <laughs> you know, their refrigerator was very small. They went to market every day. They they didn't really freeze things. They only had a few things that they, they would put in the freezer if they even had a freezer. Mm. And you know, those kind of differences are kind of odd for us here in America to wrap our head around. Yeah. Because we are such a independent, self-sufficient, or we, we think we are anyway, that, you know, we've got this all just me and my family, we can we can do this. But one big thing is you have the monarchy. Yes. And we don't. And you have this uh constitutional monarchy or what whatever mm. it's called. Yep. Yep. Um and not only do you have uh, now you have a king, but that leader is also the leader of the church. Yes. Oh, this yes, this goes because this actually ties in very beautifully with your podcast. You have yes. that question. Yeah. So, how does that work? As I know, England split from Rome. 
lots and lots of years ago. We're not going to get into all the details of that, mm. but the idea that she is the sovereign as in like the chief authority, although she has parliament and the prime minister and all those people doing their thing. She's also the leader or now he is the leader of the church. Mm. So how does that, how does that play out in, in your life in your upbringing as being a, a, a Brit bring being in England under that? Excellent question. Um, so I, in in my life, the, the 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 church and religion has never really played a huge amount. Uh, I think I'm admitting to something that uh, is is uh, is is not congruent with necessarily your podcast or your. Well, no, that's okay. That's okay because I want to know, you know, because the the church, from what I understand, the numbers I've looked at, the church involvement among the general population in England is less than what it is here. So that wouldn't surprise me or my listeners to hear that. And that's okay. But I I have no construct for that framework that you have with the queen actually being, or the king actually being the head of the church. Right. Yes. Um, Because in America, you, and I, I, I don't really know, I don't really know the American systems and that's okay. very well. Uh, so I, I do have ignorance in comparison. Uh-huh. Um, so I can, I, I can talk for, Eng- I can talk for England, but I can't talk for comparisons. That's fine. That's fine. Um, so yes. So the, so the King, um, so you, also, you, you alluded that the, the Roman Catholic yes. religion, which obviously it's, it's head of state is the Pope. Yes. So we have the church of England, uh, which you'll, People hear people see um, C of E that you'll okay. y- you'll no one really sort of says Church of England. Also, you know it, it'll be oh the C of E right. Well, and and there's an Anglican church which is very similar to the Church of England. I don't know if those, yeah. those are the same or if the Anglicans are because they're not in England proper. Yes, you know they're they're kind of over here in America or Absolutely. Australia or whatever. It's still the Church of England, but it's like this denomination thereof or whatever exactly um so yes he so he controls he controls the up down the left right and the direction of the church or she you know um and so you have the uh, you have the archbishop um okay which is usually a uh um a gentleman with very bad teeth and wears a little you know funny pointy hat okay (laughs) (laughs) okay okay um um, and and the arch the archbishops that I've met, as so I've actually been, you know, I've I've sort of met uh, uh, two of them actually. Oh wow! Yes. Good for you. Um, Good for you. um, you through through um my work in healthcare. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, and they've 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 been a little bit they've been a little bit odd. Um, and then obviously that's a but that's a personal. Sure. Um, sure. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's a judgment call and not necessarily fair um, because they've, you know, they've devoted their their whole almost their whole life to uh, uh, to the Queen and and have been you know promoted from you know uh, you know um, you call them pastors here in, in or America priests. priests. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you call, so they've, they've been a, you know they've been a priest. They've probably been a priest at a, at a sort of a, a you know a local. Sure. Church. Right. And then work their way up. Work to, through, yes. Yeah. Um, 
not uncommon for the Pope. You know, most Popes started as as a local priest somewhere, and then they got, you know, promoted in through the levels of of all that. Yes. Um. So you're meeting with archbishops concerning healthcare, and that's another kind of inflection point between the United States and England in that you have socialized medicine and you have since World War II, yes. maybe World War One, and we don't. Yeah. And and there's some of us who are very frustrated with the direction that the healthcare has gone in the United States. And there's a lot of that's that's a that's a hot issue here. But yes. it's very different in, in England. So as a, a high leader of the church, mm. he's also dealing with you about healthcare, which we look at as really primarily it's a private issue. Mm. And because of the unions and different things, it has be, there's there's middlemen that have, you know, in insurance companies and things like that here in the United States. Um, but ultimately, most Americans would say my health care is between me and my doctor. Yes. I mean, I have to deal with the insurance companies and whatever, but my health care is between me and my doctor. What is the archbishop doing? So the arch, yes. <laughs> uh, so the arch, the archbishop is. Um, so there's a little bit of PR, as in you know he's sort of opening hospitals, closing hospitals. Okay, and that's how I how I met him. Okay, um, uh, opening, closing a couple of hospitals. Um, um, and and it was a sort of a grip and grin situation okay. that I met him in, you know, sorry, shaking hands and smiling. Right. Um, I did figure that out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but um, but the but the queen and and the, and the king they they frequently have conversations about the direction and the governance of England. Okay. Because. Um, because England has, so the England is go, so governance of England is provided by the 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 Queen. Okay. You have you have politics. You have politicians mm-hmm. that um, they truly uh, so they really hold the strings of power. Right. But the Queen can can um, can say no. Can say to to a politician no. That I, you belong to me as a politician. You ultimately belong to me, and okay. therefore, your governance ult- ultimately belongs to me. So she ultimately, or he now, ultimately has this veto power because, from how I understand it, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm. but how I understand it is when a prime minister is elected, and I'm not sure how that happens. I don't know if it's on a regular schedule or if it's just when they decide. Four years. Uh, four years. Okay. Yeah, and then you have a very truncated election process, which I, I love. I wish six. we had six weeks of elections in the United States. We have like six years. You yes. know, we're hearing about the presidential from the moment they are inaugurated. Mm-hmm. Anyway, when a prime minister is elected, which just recently happened, the prime minister goes to the queen and asks, and, and asks "Can I do my job?" And she says, "Yes, make me a government." Or you got it. You've got it. And. So if she can say, if she says yes, she can also say no. Oh, good point. You know, I, I, it's one of those things where you think about, yeah, you know, it's kind of, you know, a a process that's going to happen and we're just going to, like you said, you know, a grip and grin or whatever, you know, we're just going to do this to 
check the box to to cross the t dot the i you know you have to come ask we always say yes and you just go do your thing mm. so now that the queen may she rest in peace has passed and we have a king or you have a king mm. And the new prime minister has already gone through this with the queen. Is she required to now come to the king again? Or no, no. is it just it, she's in, so she's got four years and she's set? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, actually, she doesn't have four years. She has two years because there's, um, there's an election every four years. They can request. Uh, oh, yeah. They tried to get rid of. They got rid of your guy. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, so she has the re- the remaining term okay. of the four years. Okay. They can request a two-year extension. It has to go to vote. In Parliament. In Parliament. And then the king would have to sign off. Had to sign off on it. So in exceptional circumstances, a, a, it, can, it can be six years. Okay. So nuclear war. Um, uh, yes 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 uh, um, <laughs> you know anyway yeah. um, politics beyond this the scope of today anyway exactly um so she so she doesn't have four years she only has the remaining term of the of the the four years and obviously um because she was she's our prime minister by, by not by popular vote not by the vote of the people but the by the vote of parliament okay so that's very representative Exactly. I mean, it's, that's that's a very American kind of thing, although we don't do it. You know, yes. I don't know if you're aware, but it used to be that in the United States that the senators were elected by the representatives of the state. It was not by popular vote. Yes. The, the, every citizen did not vote for senators. And I kind of think we might should go back to that. I don't know. We'll see. But we'd have to repeal the amendment. Um, so where... What I have seen from the queen, she she was she was religious, but she didn't create like a religious state. So you could have a monarch that could change that. Yes, yes. And uh, the queen, although she was in charge of the governance, she deliberately kept herself apolitical, the opposite of political. Right. Um, right. Uh, and in many ways, this is what people respected of mm-hmm, her mm-hmm. it was well as a, you're a politician and if you want to if you want to mess it up then vox populi vox day the voice of the people is the word of god oh okay okay and that is i'm i'm here as a last resort if things start you know if things start going towards fascism or if things start going towards totalitarianism, or if Vox Populi Vox Day is being ignored, then I will step in. I am I am the I am here to protect you, the people, my subjects, my British subjects, against evil politicians. Okay. Okay. Well that's very you know, in the United States we rejected the monarchy a long time ago. And although there was, you know, chatter with George Washington, he was like, no, we didn't go to war for that. Yeah. Uh, you know? <laughs> um, and that's so different for us. And yet there are times when we think, Oh, it would be kind of nice if we had somebody to kind of just, you know, kind of call you into the principal's office, if you will, and yes. say, um, what are you doing? What are you doing? Are you, you sure, know, are you, now, sure you want to do this? Yes. Yeah. Now 
by Vox Day, you mean voting? Yes, yes, okay. yes. Okay. I mean, I, so yes, Vox Day, the voice. Uh, so uh, Vox Vox Populi, the voice of the people. Okay. Vox Day is the voice of God. It it it, it, it it's it's a sort of it's a Latin uh, right. saying. Don't ignore. Don't don't ignore the people because the people's voice is the voice that you should be listening to. Okay, right. Essentially, yes. Um, Yes. You, um, I mean, there's 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 a lot of standing for that because, and and I'm gonna appeal to my listeners in a moment here is that in um, Samuel's time that the people wanted a king. The, the people of Israel wanted a king. You know, you've got the 12, 12 tribes of, of Israel. They are being ruled at this point by judges and prophets. And then there were priests that, that did the, the priestly duties in, in the church. And they were surrounded by other countries that all had monarchies. They all had kings. And they're like, well, we want to be like them. Mm-hmm. And so the prophet is like, I don't think so. You know, you, God is your king. God speaks through me. He speaks, you know, through the judges. He he helps run this country, run, you know, keep things in order. And he's established this structure, this this um, leadership structure for the nation of Israel. And they're like, oh, we don't care. Mm. We want a king. And And he was really mad. And so he went to God and he's praying to God and God's like, give him a king. And he's like... I don't want to give them a king. <laughs> I don't want to give them a king. The, you know, the king is going to do all these horrific things. Mm. And God said, but give them a king. Mm. So the prophet then went to the nation of Israel and he's like, you want a king. You know, the king's going to take your daughters. The king's going to take your sons and make them soldiers. They're going to, he's going to take a tenth of your grain. He's going to take your land. He's going to take... And, and those are things that kings do, mm. right? Because... Mm. I mean, although Israel had an army, this was now going to be the king's army. Oh. Right? The king is now going to take the charge of defending the country and protecting the country. And, of course, he's going to need a palace, and he's going to need food, and he's going to need, you know, and Mm. and he's just picking somebody from the lot of of who's here. Um, So, he told them that, you know, they're going to make slaves of some of you, and they're going to take some of your land, they're going to, you know, do these things, and they're like, give us a king. Mm. So, he did, you know, and so, you know, it's it's kind Mm. of interesting to see that the king in England Mm. is still saying, this is what the people want, or at least the queen did. Mm. Listen to what the people want. Yes. Which I think is... From an American perspective, the rise of socialism in England and the the power of the socialistic state is so bizarre to us. Yes, it it, it is, um, and I I find socialism absolutely abhorrent. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, but there's a type of socialism in England that is it's not. The socialism of um, Pol Pot or uh, Che Guevara or um, uh, Cuba. Yeah, because when we're when when I'm growing up and we're learning about um, the evils of the world, and we we learn about Nazi Germany and we le- learn about Stalin and mm. we learn about Lenin and we learn about 
Mao, you know, we hear these things in connection with both socialism and communism. Yes. You know, you have these horrific totalitarian dictators that that starve people, that murder people, that that come up with these grandiose ideas and their power absolutely pollutes their brain and everyone suffers as a whole yeah. because you either conform or die kind of thing. Yeah. And yet in England, and I think maybe that's because of the monarchy because you talked about, you know, you've had several openly socialist prime ministers and mm. yet you want to fight against the fascism or the the full communism, the full totalitarian state. Yes. So do you think there's a mechanism in the United States that would prevent that because we don't have a monarchy? I think I'm not sure how to answer your question and I'm going to answer my own question instead. Okay. You do that. (laughs) Um, So as I, as I give this answer, maybe you can sort of, pull out of it answers okay. to your question. It's a weird way of answering you. It's fine. Um, I think that before you get socialism, you have a social fabric, like a social glue, like a, a national community. It's not necessarily a national thought. It's not necessarily the word nationalism is sales very close to nationalistic. Mm-hmm. And it's not that we're not sailing that close. And socialism and, and and social being social sails dangerously close to socialism. And there's a sort of a, a space in between. Mm-hmm. I think that England, because we have a monarch, we have a a glue that binds us as a nation. Mm-hmm. I think if I was to if I was to sort of interview Americans, they'd say, "Oh, well, we have the constitution." But, yes. but it's not um but a document is not the same as um as a king or a queen yes because at this point we have leaders and, and politicians mm. who flagrantly you know don't follow the constitution and yeah. and it's that check and balance i think that that we're looking for as americans because we had that continuity as a as a country yeah we were the melting pot or more better defined the the stew, you know, you yeah. bring what's uniquely you here and we'll take it and we'll add it to what we have. And, and you'll get a little bit of our flavors and we'll get a little bit of your flavors and we'll come together and, you know, we'll continue yeah. to grow and be, and be great yeah. and, and provide something that's not available anywhere. Equal, which is, which is the, um, uh, sorry, uh, the equal opportunity. Yes. Yes. Uh, um, I can phrase that better, but uh, I, well, maybe you can put that into better words, but it's the beauty of America. And this is what makes America so attractive is the, is that you have equal opportunity that you can, you can come from the back end of nowhere. Yes. And if you work hard, mm-hmm. You don't even have to work. Yes, you have to work hard, but you can come from the back end of nowhere and have a good idea and arrive here and see the opportunities that you have in front of you and have an idea. And I, I think, uh, what I, I have a, I have a, I have a question. It's a rhetorical question because I'm going to even give you the answer. Okay. Um, what is the, what is the most addictive? And the what's the most addictive thing in the world? What is the 
what is the um, most um, uh, is it a uh, what, what's the most um, uh, transferable thing in, in in the world? Is it is it a is it a virus? We've had a pandemic, you know, that's now thankfully finished. Right? Is it a, is it a pandemic? Is it a virus? Is it a bacteria? I think it's none of those. Mm-hmm. I think that the 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 most transferable, the most addictive thing in the, the world is an idea. Yeah, I would agree. Because once an idea exists mm-hmm. in your head, mm-hmm. it latches. It 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 doesn't let go. It, it it sort of attaches to your brain and it attaches to your thoughts and it consumes you in a way that a virus, you know, a virus would only dream of wanting to be a you know wanting to be able to do. Right. And well, and I would say that it attaches to your soul and it's, it's the expression of the touch of God in you. And I know this is outside of your purview, but yeah. it's the fact that God created us to create. Yes. Which is why we have so many different things. I mean, just everything that you touch, the headphones on our head, the microphone in front of us, mm. we can get on Amazon today and buy 500 different ones. Yes. And each one has people who have them that have given them five stars saying, these are the best micro- uh, headphones I've ever had. This is the best microphone I've ever had. How many types of cars do we have? Yes. You know, and, and you look at communism and there was this, this funny commercial a hundred years ago. I'm, I'm not quite that old, but, mm. and it was, it was a Wendy's commercial. And again, how many fast food joints do you need that sell hamburgers? <laughs> Just go to America. We've yeah. got all kinds, and they're, they're new ones every day. Yeah, you know, and in this this old lady all in gray and drab, and you know, it it kind of epitomized this you know communist socialist to us idea that you only need so many, so we don't need any more innovation. We don't, you know, you've got four different types of cereal. Isn't that enough? You mm-hmm. know, you've got your oatmeal, you got your cream of wheat, you got your oatmeal flakes, and you've got your wheat biscuits. Mm. That's enough. Yes. That, that's your cereal. No, there are aisles, multiple of types of cereal in the store, right? Yes. <laughs> I mean, the different types of cornflakes, let alone, you know, uh, Frosties or, right. you know, but right. your, your basic cornflakes. Yeah. So, and if you can birth that idea yes. into something new, and the America is where that can happen. The United States is where you can take that idea, no matter how weird somebody might think it is or how grandiose it might seem because it just you you're never going to be able to do that right you know and yet it happens every day here yes people come from also every everywhere across the globe and they come because that they either come because they have an idea and they realize that where they exist their idea will only exist as an idea and right. it, and 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 that just eats eats them from the inside out. Yes. Or they come to America and realize that they can have an idea. They can, ha- they can have a dream. They can, ha- they and can, they can try and they may fail. They may try and they may fail, but, but that's the beauty of it is yeah, you it, can try, you can try. And, and it's up to you. It's, a, it's, it's a, it's a conversation between you and your motivation of how much you want it to, to succeed. Right, right. Um, it it really is not socialistic in that we're all going to do these things together. It's I'm going to do my thing. Yes. You know, when in socialized medicine versus when Trump passed right to try, 
Yes. Well, okay. It hasn't been tested. It hasn't been fully approved. It hasn't been whatever, but I'm dying. Can I try it? Sure. Go try it. Yes. Right. So we're running almost out of time here and the king. Yes. Excited. Still kind of waiting to see what's going to happen. Because from American perspective, we have had this idea running around that he would never be king because of his divorce and his marriage and the way he treated Diana. And and yet, you know, you really have the Church of England because of the idea of divorce. And, you know, (laughs) we all know the history there. So Mm. he's king. Mm -hmm. He didn't abdicate immediately. Um, the thoughts, ideas. Do you think he's going to abdicate? You think he's going to just go for a couple years? You think he's going to? Is Camilla going to be? Well, well, you 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 you've chained a lot of questions. I together. have, and yeah. we only have a minute. <laughs> we so. only have a minute. Um, so let me. I'll I'll go through them. I'll go through them very quickly. Uh, the British public will never will will never warm to Camilla. Yes. Um, there's going to we'll start seeing. Uh, PR will start seeing, you know, this is your queen, you know, adore her. And we'll start seeing, you know, the pushback, the pushback, but the British public will never. Okay. Uh, and that's, I think that's common here. Although there's a little more tolerance here because we're like, well, you know, she's not the only mistress who got to be the whatever. Anyway, yeah. Go on. Um, well, <laughs> Next. Well, yeah. Uh, well, America, you've taken, you've sort of taken getting divorced into an Olympic sport. So <laughs> unfortunately, yes. yes. Yeah. Um, I think the, 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 British public are not going to be fans of the king, but they will accept him. Okay. Uh, there's a there's a sort of a um, that sounds like I'm sort of saying two different things at the same time. Um, is I think they'll well, all right. He, he he's our king. Oh, right. Oh, all right. Better or for worse, he's our king. Um, How long do you think he's going to stay? That was that was in your that was in your chain of questions. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I I would like him. I'd like him to stay for three years. I'd like him three years, five years, and then uh, and then abdicate. Okay, and I think that's good. That's a good transition time to to grieve this beloved monarch who was in charge for most of all of your lives, certainly your whole life. Yeah, and and you need time to process that. And I think that would set up his son to do the best possible because. He's young and he's innovative and he's going to have ideas and he's going to have thoughts that are not what his grandmothers were and certainly yeah. not even what his father is. And it'll give the country time to... Yes. And the British public actually really quite like Kate. Okay. They they see a queen in her. They Beautiful. see a, a woman who understands her place. Mm-hmm. Um, and not in a bad way, in in a royal way. In a royal way, who understands that her role, what her role is. Obviously, it will be King William, right? Mm-hmm. Be- right. But 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 in in, in like a, mar- a marriage needs a you know uh, um, the um, I know we're out tired. So I know. Um, I know. We're, I know there's no queen consort. We can't have, you know, there's no, you know, she can't be Camilla. Can't be. Um, yeah. But a husband and wife. Yes. You, together. Together. You work together. And we, and, and the British public see William and Kate working together correctly. Yes. Yes. And, and I, I've heard some things about American first ladies where people are like, we don't, you don't have a queen. You don't have, but the, the first lady kind of acts like, 
that role in the United States when it, when it's a great team. When you have a president and his wife that are a great team, it can mm-hmm. be a beautiful thing. So I can see where having that, um, because she's not a threat to him in his leadership where Prince Philip was, mm-hmm. you know, where he, he could only fill so much of a role because otherwise he would outrank her and then she would be nothing. And that couldn't happen. We couldn't do that. Um, where this could be a true partnership that England hasn't had for a very long time. Exactly, exactly. And I think that England is always going to look at Charles and sort of looking beyond him. Yes, yes, I, and, I see that. And going, when are you when are you moving out of the way? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And and I agree. And I think this is I think this is even a good place for us to wrap up in that we are very different countries, although we United States was founded from fighting your monarch, mm. um, we do appreciate the the, stri- the strength and the structure of the the British leadership in, in the government there. And for most of us, we applaud the split from the EU in, in the desire to be a sovereign state in yeah. and of itself. And I think that's a huge step forward. And I think that's hopeful for the whole world in a lot of ways, because yeah. I think there are bigger issues when we have these big conglomerates like the UN. And again, we're not going to get into that, but this is, this is the dawning of a new age. It is. It really is. And, you know, we're going to, we're going to keep talking about it and you're going to talk about it on critical truth. I'm going to talk about it on living brightly. I'm going to bring the religious part. You're going to bring the (laughs) deep dive political part and we'll do this again. We will. We'll do this again. So thanks for joining us. Thank you. Excellent. Uh, where can people, for the benefit of the, the audience who are listening to this on the Critical Truth Project, where can they find you? Well, I am on the Living Brightly Project with Elaine Cross, the Brightly Podcast, and your Critical Truth Podcast. You can find us both on all of your podcast apps. Wherever you find podcasts, either look for Critical Truth Podcast, and it's a red, white, and blue CTP. Yes. And Living Brightly with Elaine Cross is purple with a light bulb with a cross in it. Oh, excellent. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.